Hi, everyone. Welcome to the MBA Insider Podcast. I am your host, Al D, and the author of MBA Insider. This podcast is for career-driven professionals looking for advice on how to grow their careers by leveraging the skills, experiences, and knowledge gained from an MBA degree. In each episode, I'll give you a look into the business school experience, along with practical tips, career advice, and real-life stories to help professionals grow their careers. Welcome to the MBA Insider Podcast. My name is Al D. I'm the host of the MBA Podcast and the founder of MBAschool.com. It is uh, in the thick of MBA admission season, and that's why I'm excited to have with me today Rob Schickler. Rob is the Associate Director of Recruiting at Vanderbilt University's Owen Graduate School of Management. And today we're going to talk about all things Vanderbilt and Owen and all things MBA admissions. And I believe Rob also has a unique perspective on this because he is actually an Owen alum as well. And so he can also speak from it from having gone through this experience himself. So Rob, first and foremost, thank you for for joining me today. I'm really excited to chat with you. But before we get too deep into things, I have a really important question just to kick things off. I know right. we were talking beforehand. It's been a little cold in Nashville lately. You've probably been inside a little bit. So what are you watching on Netflix or Hulu or Disney Plus or what are you reading to to keep busy? Absolutely. First of all, thank you very much for having me today. As you mentioned, we are in the thick of things with reading applications and conducting interviews. So it's nice to take a little break from that uh, and actually get to have a little bit more one-on-one interaction with someone. So thank you for that uh, that little work break here. As far as media, uh, to be honest, I am actually on a little bit of an Agatha Christie kick right now. Uh, I was looking forward to, uh, they have a remake of Death on the Nile that was supposed to come out this past fall. And it's one of those movies that has been bumped indefinitely from the theaters because of COVID. But fortunately, between YouTube and and other media channels, there's a lot of opportunities to see remakes of different of her books. I'm reading the classic Murder on the Orient Express right now, uh, which is always interesting to see the differences between books and and different movie adaptations. Yeah, definitely in in a murder mystery kind of mood on these cold winter nights. That's great. Thanks for sharing that. Okay, so let's dive in. So tell us a little bit about yourself, maybe your background and and what you do now in your current role. Sure, absolutely. So to start with the present, as you mentioned, I am currently an associate director of recruiting with the Vanderbilt MBA team. I've been with the office for about five years now in this role. As part of my responsibilities, I am also the director of an organization called Inside the MBA. And that is an alliance of about 16 different peer business schools that participate in a lot of joint recruitment activities together. So some of your listeners may have either attended one of those in-person sessions back in the day, or hopefully in the future, or this year, we've obviously been in a virtual format, but that's been a really challenging but fun opportunity to work with some of our peer business schools partners from, again, a recruiting standpoint for mostly U.S. domestic candidates this year. And then, as you mentioned, I am also an alumnus of our program. I was part of the Vanderbilt MBA class of 2014 had that experience firsthand of being a student. I did work in the consulting space for a little while after I graduated. I worked in a niche called change management. So working with companies doing kind of corporate restructuring, outsourcing, that sort of thing. Like a lot of people who wind up in higher ed, this wasn't necessarily my plan after getting my MBA, but I was in the right place, right time and was offered the opportunity to come back and and join the ON admissions team. And as I said, I've been here for about five years and I'm having a lot of fun. I'm really uh, enjoying this role. That's great. And I think one of the 
things that I always find powerful is the power of perspective. And I think in your case, what's great is that you do have that perspective, as I said, for being an MBA student, for not only being an MBA student and alum, not only being an MBA grad within consulting, but having done it at Owen, the place that you work right now. And I would love to know just what is it like to be in the role that you're in, but also knowing the power of perspective that you have having been a former student and also an alum for that matter. Sure. So the first thing I would say is I genuinely enjoyed my time as a student at Vanderbilt, and I don't feel like I have to sell the program. I feel like I just can talk about my experience a little bit, and hopefully prospective students find that perspective helpful. One thing that I do like is, again, as I while I did enjoy my experience, I did perhaps struggle a little bit with recruitment. I don't know that I necessarily had the ideal MBA student experience. And so in this role, I like being able to maybe not learn from my mistakes per se, but at least be able to pay it forward a little bit. And so I like being able to advise whether it's prospective students or current students, just talk about the realities of what the recruitment process is like, what it's like to take MBA level classes, especially for folks who maybe don't come from a business background. So I like being able to pay it forward a little bit maybe not have to reinvent the wheel. And so I like being able to share that. Obviously, there's been a lot of changes to the program in terms of hiring new faculty and new classes and that sort of thing. And I try to keep up on that as much as I can. But I think a lot of the fundamentals in terms of our culture and and the things that, you know, we're striving for from a more strategic standpoint haven't changed. And so I like being able to just be a naturally uh, pleasantly satisfied customer and, and paying that forward and sharing my experiences with future students as well. Sure. And I think that can be incredibly valuable because as the saying goes, you don't know what you don't know. And it's just something that we all face at some point in our lives. But I think that's particularly true with many uh, prospective MBA students who are about to enter business school. You can absolutely do all the research in the world. And I hope MBA students do, but our MBA prospective MBA students do, but there's always just going to be elements that you don't know it until you, you, you go through it yourself. And so how you're, you being able to have that perspective and to share it, I think can be incredibly valuable. And it's honestly one of the reasons why I started an MBA school. Then I have this podcast. It's the ability to share that and to share the power of the, those experiences and to pass forward with the benefit of, of hindsight. And so I think that can be really unique. And speaking of unique, you went to Owen as a student, you, you are an alum, you now work there. I would love to hear in your own, you know, kind of words, what does make Owen unique? What makes it stand out? Well, I can think of a few things on my end, but I would love to maybe just hear it from you in your perspective. Absolutely. So there's a couple of things that come to mind when I answer this question. Um, One of the things that initially attracted to me to Vanderbilt was the size of our program. So we shoot for a class of about 170 to 180 students, which I believe makes us the smallest class size in the top 25 in the U.S., but it's not too small. And in fact, I I will sometimes jokingly refer to it as the Goldilocks syndrome, uh, where it's not too big, it's not too small, it's just right, meaning that it is a big enough program that there's tons of clubs and organizations and activities to be involved in, but it is still a small enough program that you will get to know all of your classmates by name. I think our faculty and staff do a really great job of learning students' names. We don't do cohorts. So you will not just be limited to the 40 or 50 people in that cohort. You'll hopefully have the chance to take classes with all 170-ish of your classmates over the course of the two years. So I think it's really nice in that sense from a size perspective. It's just a really great way to to get to know hopefully all of your MBA classmates for the two years that you're a student here. And then a piece of that also as well extends to, to the culture that we have here. One of our marketing taglines is that our students are competitive but not cutthroat. And as cheesy as that may sound from a marketing perspective, as a former student, I'm like, eh, 
but it kind of actually is a little bit true in terms of the type of student that we're looking for. And so we, from this admissions perspective, we are looking for smart people who are going to work hard in the classroom, who are going to take the recruitment process seriously, but who are also going to have fun, who are going to enjoy their two years that they're in Nashville, enjoy being a part of this community. And that was something I really enjoyed as a student. Again, I am six, almost seven years out now uh, from school, but I still keep in touch with a lot of my classmates, whether it's by text or by LinkedIn or Facebook, because I'm old. And I just really felt like I, I met some good people. And having friends who maybe went to some of the larger MBA programs didn't always necessarily have that experience, even though sometimes maybe they felt like they were a number or they were sitting in the back row of a huge auditorium. And maybe for some people, that's fine. But that wasn't what I was looking to get out of business school. I was looking for more of a high touch, more of a community experience. And I certainly feel like I got that here at Vanderbilt. Yeah, I think that's great. And I can certainly relate. As I mentioned earlier, I went to UNT Keenan Flagler. And while we're bigger than what you suggested or for what Vanderbilt is, we're, we're I think we're closer to to that than maybe to some of the other bigger programs. And, and I did always appreciate the fact that you really did get a chance to know most of your classmates. And it really did feel like the quote unquote tight knit community. And I think to your point, there's a program for everyone. And But if you're someone who does, does value that community, who does value getting the chance to, to develop relationships, uh, I love the idea of being able to go to a small program where you can do that, like a Vanderbilt or like a UNT Keenan Flagler or, or many other great small programs out there. But anyone who's listened to this podcast knows I'm a little bit biased towards those smaller programs because I do think those relationships are important. And I, I know for me, and just it sounds like for you, just how beneficial those relationships have been to me since I've graduated from UNC. And so that's where I see it kind of come into play the most is that the chance you get to build those relationships when you're in school, not only enrich the experience when you're there, but far after that, far beyond that. And I think to me, that's something I'm most proud of and happy about from my own experience. But I would love for you, I know everyone always asks about the culture and I did, uh, but I would love for you to go one step deeper. Could you maybe share either an example or a story or a personal experience that you've had, you know, either in your time as a student or even now at Owen, that you really think embodies what Owen is about and what the community is about there? Sure. So this is a story that we have been telling this past year or so. So last spring, so spring of 2020-ish, as COVID was just first starting to hit, we had some students who were starting to have their internship offers either rescinded or significantly cut back. Maybe folks who were looking for full-time recruiting were struggling a little bit as, as companies were, were pulling back. And we had a student who graduated in the class of 2020, and he saw what was happening with his classmates, and he was working for a company called Freedom Mortgage. And so he reached out to them and said, hey, is there anything that we can do to help our classmates or help my classmates? Uh, and long story short, working with this company, they wound up making 10 internship offers and 11 either full-time or part-time offers for graduating students over the course of about three weeks. And so that was something that was completely organic. It was just a student trying to help out his peers with some employment opportunities where he saw uh, an opportunity to do. But I think that speaks you know, highly of the type of students uh, that we're looking for. And it's definitely something that I experienced myself. So again, I mentioned earlier that I struggled a little bit with the recruitment process and, and trying to tell my story. I came from a little bit of a non-traditional work background 
background. And so my resume is very kind of winding road and curvy. And again, struggled with a little bit how to tell that. But I was really pleasantly surprised at how helpful my classmates were to me in the job search process. So it was people saying, hey, I saw this opening. Can I forward it to you? Or hey, I know somebody at this company. Can I facilitate an introduction? And so that was a pleasant surprise for me that people weren't just looking out for themselves and hey, I got mine. Good luck, dude. But people really wanted to make sure that their classmates came along for the ride. That was something I really enjoyed about my time as a student. And it's something that I, I continue to see with current students, especially with the recruitment process. Again, students, whether it's second years, helping first years with case-based interview prep, or again, just networking. We have a lot of alums who come back with their companies to help recruit and continue the pipeline going. And so yeah, again, just pleasantly surprised and pleased at, again, how helpful Owen students are in, in helping one another, whether it's academics or particularly the job search process. And again, I think that's something that not that other business schools don't, but I think maybe sometimes, again, the larger programs or, or the more competitive, more cutthroat programs, that's maybe not the same culture that you're going to find at, at some of those other schools. Sure. That's a great and wonderful story. And also just definite clear value or outcomes in, in a really difficult time. And also 10 landing 10 or internships or 10 couple full-time job offers in a uh, class of, of 180 each that moves that does move the needle that is incredibly impactful so kudos to the student and kudos obviously to the company for making that for making that happen i think that's really i think that really is something that it, particularly during a really tough time is super super impactful and super super valuable so i definitely love that story maybe what you can also do for me is i know that there are plenty of experiences and opportunities at owen that students can take advantage of. I would love to know maybe from you either one in particular that you're very keen on either because you did it yourself or you're just excited about it or one that tends to be pretty popular that you would love for prospective students to know a little bit more about. Absolutely. One thing I'll, I'll mention is something that I participated in as a student, and that's an organization called Project Pyramid. And so this is part of a larger entity called the Turner Family Center for Social Ventures. But Project Pyramid is an opportunity for our students to work in conjunction with uh, other graduate students at other schools here within Vanderbilt to do business development in an economically developing country. So in a normal year, you would travel over there on spring break, be boots in the ground presence, and then continue to work with them throughout the semester, whether it's developing developing a business plan or coming up with marketing incentives, doing marketing research, analytics, that sort of thing. And it's a great opportunity to get some international travel experience, but then also get some real world practical experience under your belt. So I worked with an organization in Cambodia that helps women avoid the sex trafficking industry by making silk ties and scarves and handmade jewelry and that sort of thing. And so we worked to increase their distribution channels here in the U.S. Other projects have involved working with an orphanage in Guatemala. There was a clinic in Kenya. There was a nutrition project out of Nepal. So as you can see, it's all sorts of different types of industries and different geographies, but all of it is with an eye towards sustainability and social venture, social enterprise, which we're seeing an increased interest on from students. So people who either want to get that experience for the two years that they're a student here, or maybe it's something they want to do full-time after they graduate. But that project pyramid experience and the fact that it is multidisciplinary and, and allows graduate students from other programs to participate was just a really cool opportunity to get some credit and, and again, to get some travel and, and some boots on the ground as well. One other thing that we're doing that is, is cool um, that we just started last year uh, is something called a board fellows program. And so that allows our students to participate as non-voting members on the board of directors of a local nonprofit. So again, 
seen more of an interest in, in maybe giving back to some in the community. But this board fellows program, again, is, is a real world hands-on opportunity to see how nonprofit boards work uh, and to allow students to share their business expertise with organizations that maybe couldn't otherwise afford it. But then also to get to see, uh, again, how a board of directors works and the advisement services that they offer. So that's something that we started last year. We've got about two dozen students who are participating in it this year with a variety of organizations in the city of Nashville. And that's definitely something we would like to continue growing moving forward, especially once COVID gets a little more under control. I think both of those are great programs. And just as uh, someone who is not involved with these programs, just from an outsider's perspective and someone who looks across all different types of MBA MBA schools out there, what I like about them are a couple of things. Number one, when you talked a little bit about the board fellows, that's tactical, tangible, real world experience, but also in a safe setting where you can learn and grow. And I, I think that's really great. And in the first program you talked about, what I love there was that it's a couple of things. Number one, you are combining the ability to work directly uh, with businesses or companies in, in diverse parts of the world, right? So that's just a great exposure to something um, new and different, and most likely a different business context than what uh, students are probably used to for the most part. And I think that can only enrich and enhance um, the experience. And then I think the other thing that really combines and helps people think about is just this notion of how do you find ways to deliver business as a force for good? And really considering in and helping MBA students think about within the context of what they're learning about business and economics and capitalism and all these types of things, how can you use that as an instrument uh, to promote inclusivity, to promote economic opportunity, to promote many other types of things? And I just, the more people can think about and challenge themselves in those experiences, I think the, the better off it's going to the better off it's going to be for all of them. So I'm, I'm really glad that you picked both of those two <laughs> examples. Uh, Absolutely. Yeah. No, like I said, even in the five years that I've worked here, I've seen a change in interest of students. And I don't know if it's generationally, if we see more millennials uh, start to come through the program. But again, more people, whether it's just for the two years that they're a student here or long term, more people wanting to, again, do something with either a more altruistic vibe to it, more interest in sustainability, again, doing business for good. And not that they're not profit driven or looking to get good jobs with good salaries after they graduate, but feeling like there's maybe a little bit more that they can contribute. And so I'm pleased that the school has stepped up and, and offered some of these new opportunities. We've added a sustainability emphasis, which is like a minor the past year or two. So our students can get that from an academic standpoint. But then, as you mentioned, just a lot of very hands-on practical boots on the ground opportunities uh, to gain some real world experience in that space as well. Not just all hypothetical case studies. Yep. That's uh, that's great. That's great. Would love to shift gears for a second and talk about something I'm sure intimately very well, but that is in terms of what does Owen and what does your staff look for in MBA applicants? So could you maybe just talk a little bit about just that profile or the things that are critical and important, something that a prospective applicant might want to know uh, before they submit that application to you? Absolutely. So a couple of things come to mind. The first thing I would say is I mentioned earlier about us being a little bit smaller of a program. Everything we do, pretty much everything we do at Owen is either student run, student led, student initiated. So we are looking for folks who are going to be active and engaged and involved members of our community. So from an admission standpoint, anything that you can do to demonstrate either leadership experience or leadership potential, those are key skills that we're looking for because we're going to expect people to be leaders while they are students here. This is not the kind of program where you can just sit in the back row and kind of punch your ticket for two years uh, and then graduate. Again, we're looking for people, whether it's in clubs or whether it's leading study sessions or on-campus employment, and there's a lot of ways to get involved. We just want people to be involved. So one thing I would say is leadership and then also 
teamwork and collaboration skills. I think at pretty much any business school today, you're going to hear something about teamwork being important and the ability to work with different people. I think that's something that companies are really starting to value maybe now even more than they did. Certainly here in the U.S., there's been oh, the past year or so a, a lot with around social justice. There's been a lot taking place in the diversity and inclusion space and companies really examining their cultures and their communities and seeing you know, making sure employees feel like they're valued members. And we're looking for people who can play well in the sandbox, if you will, and people who can get along with others, especially people who are different than them, whether it's people from different backgrounds, different ethnicities, different culturals, different countries. So that that collaboration and, and teamwork piece is really important to us as well. No, thank you. Thank you for sharing that and providing a little bit more context. One thing I did want to ask you about, because it sounds like you may have a little bit of experience with it. You had mentioned previously, you felt like you were a little bit of a non-traditional MBA student when you had entered Owen, and you needed a little bit of work just in terms of figuring out how to tell that story, particularly when it came to recruiting. I know there's a lot of MBA applicants out there that think they are non-traditional or think that they don't quote unquote fit the mold. I am just curious about what your perspective or what advice might you have, you know, maybe for some of those candidates out there who who are thinking that, how can they navigate through that and, and have more confidence in being able to tell their story? Sure. So the first thing I would say is to pick up on, on what you just said, that pretty much everybody thinks they're a non-traditional applicant. And in some ways they are. No, no two stories are the same. And very few people find themselves on completely linear paths. I think those who do, it's maybe just a little bit more logical or intuitive of how to tell the story. I think one trap that I fell into was feeling like I needed to tell my story chronologically to say, hey, I went to school here and then I did this and then I did that. And that's not always the most compelling way to tell your story, especially for recruiters who hear that over and over again. So sometimes what I will advise people to do is to just jump right in, just to say, hey, this is the role that I'm interested in and here are the reasons why, here are the skills I can bring, or hey, here's why I wanna go to business school at your program, X, Y, and Z, I like these things. And then you can work backwards, I think sometimes might be more beneficial in terms of providing some supplement supplemental experience. One of the things I buzzwords I use a lot is transferable skills. So regardless of what your work background is, whether it is in something traditional like consulting or accounting, or whether you are a professional poker player or a professional equestrian, both of which we have had in recent years and have done very successful in job placement. But think about the transferable skills that you can bring both as an applicant to business school programs and then to, as an employee on the corporate recruiting side. And maybe think about leading with those. And so whether it's project management or leadership or teamwork skills. Like I said, sometimes it can be easier or better to just jump in with two feet and lead with those transferable skills. And then again, maybe provide some supporting experiences from your educational work background, but don't necessarily feel like you have to go chronologically through your life history as, that's, as if that's the only way to present your story. Thank you for sharing that. I think that's great advice. And I can tell you from a different lens, a different perspective, I recently interviewed someone for a open job and they did what you said and they did not tell me their chronological story when I asked them what their story was. They highlighted a couple key themes throughout the course of their career. And eventually at some point I did ask them, okay, you know, what, what have the past couple of years been like? And they told me, but it was just a, such a refreshing approach to being able to answer that question versus traditionally how most people choose to answer it. So different context, but still the same, same, same purpose. And so I definitely encourage that as well. And think that's a, a great call out and a great insight. I think that's a really good segue in particularly in terms of talking about career, because I know this is something you have a little bit of experience with 
both in terms of obviously being an MBA student and going into a post MBA role, but also you did you know, previously work on the employer relations and recruitment side. So we'd just love to talk to you a little bit more about career outcomes and just in general at Owen, what does that look like? Or are there any in particular industries or functions that are in uh, that you tend to place students in? Just a little bit more context there. Sure. And thanks for sharing that uh, personal example in, in your life. Makes me feel a little better to know yeah, that my no, advice sure. is actually practical yeah. and, and is valid. So <laughs> thanks for uh, making me feel a little gratified there. Yeah. So in terms of employment uh, outcomes, one of the nice things I think about the Vanderbilt program is that it's pretty evenly distributed. So from a t- statistical standpoint, finance is usually the largest concentration, but consulting tends to be the largest field into which our graduates place. Uh, and obviously consulting is a huge umbrella that encompasses a lot of different things. But I think that's nice in the sense that there's not necessarily one program that dominates, whether it's in terms of resources or employers or attention, that sort of thing. A couple of things that do uh, differentiate us a little bit or that are a little bit unique. We do offer a healthcare concentration. Nashville, where we are located, is the healthcare hub of the country. And we are one of the few MBA programs to offer a specific healthcare track. And again, like consulting healthcare is a huge umbrella that can mean a lot of different things and a lot of different roles uh, with different companies. But we do offer that healthcare concentration, and that tends to be popular. Uh, We're also one of the few MBA programs that offers an HR track. We call it HOP, Human and Organizational Performance. And that's actually what I concentrated in as a student. And so for folks who are interested in a career either in human capital consulting or in corporate HR roles, that is an opportunity, again, that we offer that uh, only a few other MBA programs do. But again, we place a lot of people in finance. If you are interested in doing investment banking or corporate finance, we get the question a lot, although we're in the South, where do we place people? And so I have tons of classmates in New York working on Wall Street in Chicago. Also, technology has become a more popular field for our graduates the past couple of years. And so our career center, again, in a normal non-COVID year, organizes what we call a tech trek, which is where we go out to Seattle and the Bay Area to meet with companies and alumni out there. And over the past few years, we've seen more and more people place into that tech space. So again, we offer a lot of those traditional roles in brand management and operations, supply chain, those sorts of things that kind of every business business school does. But uh, it's nice that we have a couple of little niches. And so whether you're looking for kind of a traditional post-MBA role or uh, looking to do something maybe a little bit more self-directed or a little bit more unique, we also have a great career management center that really helps support our students and whatever professional goals they, they have after the program. I think that's great. And one thing, two things I would add. So number one, I'm glad you brought up proximity of or being in Nashville and just obviously being a hub, the healthcare concentration and just all of the, also the healthcare companies that are based there. I think that is such a strong attraction. And, and honestly, one I think of Owen, one of the things I automatically think about is that. But I think the other thing that I, comes to mind too, as well, is when you do go to a school that is a little bit smaller in terms of the guidance and coaching, as well as resources you get, particularly from a career management perspective. And there's, since there's less people around, I do, I do think that can be helpful in particular, in terms of getting access to the resources and the people you need, whether that's from you know, the career center or from even from alum for that matter, because it is such a smaller community. And so I think that's definitely something that can really help people, particularly those who are willing to put in the work uh, and take advantage of everything that's there. You will definitely be met uh, with help on the other side, whether that is the career center or alum. And so that's another thing that just stands out to me on that, that front. 
Absolutely. Yeah. I'm glad you brought up the alumni piece as well, because that's a question I sometimes get is, as you were saying, being a smaller school, maybe you have a smaller alumni base. What does that mean for me from a networking standpoint? But it's more to what you said. And I think that our, our current students have a better hit rate in terms of reaching out to alums or our folks who are maybe at Bain or BCG or Goldman Sachs or some of those big brand name companies. If you go to a larger school, there may be one or 200 or more students trying to reach out to alums at those companies. We may have two or three. So who do you think is going to have the better success rate in terms of having an informational interview or coffee or being able to connect with those alum? One of the benefits of having a program that that people tend to enjoy being a part of as a student is that they tend to be happy alums as well. Uh, Especially our recent alumni, I found, have been pretty helpful when it comes to recruitment. Again, whether it's just doing an informational interview or maybe something a little bit more formal in terms of networking for openings in their company. But yeah, that is a question I get a lot. and, And we tend to prefer quality over quantity in that regard. Absolutely. Okay. So let's talk a little bit about MBA application season. I know you're in the middle doing a lot of reading. Just would love to know from you, obviously it goes without saying it's been a challenging 2020, been a challenging start to 2021, but how is the season going? What are some of the trends or what's new or different or what stays the same? Talk to me just a little bit about what you've seen so far. Absolutely. The good thing, if you will, about this year is that COVID has calmed things down a little bit. Last year, when COVID hit in in March or so, which was getting to be the end of the application cycle, I think there was a lot of panic as folks were maybe having employment situations changed or wanted to accelerate their application timeline. And so last March and April were just madness in terms of trying to figure everything out. And COVID was this big unknown. And this year, the good news is that things have calmed down a little bit. I think that the current state is has been a little bit more stable, but that also means that we have seen an increase in our application volume. So our apps are up about 40% year over year after rounds one and round two. At the time of this recording, we are waiting for round three apps. And based on the number of apps in progress, I'm expecting that trend to hold steady through round three as well. It's a good news, bad news uh, situation. Certainly for us, it's nice to have uh, sort of an embarrassment of riches in terms of applications. Obviously, from the applicant perspective, that's a little scary to think about that sort of the competition is a little bit more tough this year. And going back to what we talked about earlier about cultural fits, I think that's even more important this year. We're certainly getting plenty of people who have good test scores and good work experience. But I think what's really differentiating those folks who we do wind up offering admission to uh, are those folks who we really feel like are cultural fits in our program uh, and who are applying to Vanderbilt for the right reasons and have a reason for applying to Vanderbilt. But that's really more important this year, even more so than in a regular year. That's great. And thank you for sharing. It sounds like it's an exciting time, at least on your end, and uh, looking forward to hearing how the rest of the application season goes. Rob, thank you so much for being here today. Before we go, any parting words or last thoughts on Owen and the MBA program at Owen before we uh, wrap up? Yeah, one last thing I would mention is Nashville. Uh, What a fun city that is. I had actually not been here before. I'm originally from Arlington, Virginia and the D.C. area and then had lived in L.A. for about eight years. So like a lot of our applicants, I had never been to Nashville, didn't look at Vanderbilt for undergrad. Coming down to visit as part of the business school search process was my first time here. But it is a really fun city. It's all of the fun things that you know in terms of live music and a great restaurant scene and professional sports and culture. But there's also a great corporate presence here as well. So whether it's companies relocating 
meeting here or opening new offices. There's just a lot of opportunities for our students to get hands-on experiential learning. And so it's funny, on one hand, from a recruiting standpoint, the further I get from the city to the different coasts, sometimes people are like, Nashville, really? And I'm like, no, trust me, you're going to love it here. And then after two years, we can't get rid of them. Uh, so the Career Management Center is forever telling people, you don't have to stay here after graduation, you can leave. But people come here and they have such a great time uh, that we sometimes can't get rid of them. Again, if you are one of those folks who is living on the coast or maybe internationally, uh, and you're not as familiar with Nashville compared to maybe some of the other big cities in the U.S., I would certainly encourage you to either come down for a visit when it's safe to do, or at least do your research in, in terms of talking to current students, because our grad students tend to find that they have a really good time here in Nashville, no matter where they're, they're coming from. That's great. Rob Schickler, Associate Director of Recruiting at the Vanderbilt University-owned Graduate School Management. Thank you so much for joining me today, for sharing a little bit about your journey to Owen, what makes Owen unique, and all things related to the uh, MBA program at, at Vanderbilt. Thank you so much for joining. Absolutely. My pleasure. Hi, everyone. LD here. And thank you so much for listening to the MBA Insider Podcast. If you liked what you heard, make sure to head over to Apple Podcasts and to write a review. It will only take 15 seconds. I'd also love to hear what you've been listening to on the podcast and any suggestions you have for how we can improve. Find me on LinkedIn or head over to mbaschooled.com backslash podcast.